Since COVID-19 hit, my life, like many, has been confined to my home. With work hours cut to nothing and outdoor excursions limited to neighborhood walks and a weekly field trip to the grocery store, regular life has never looked more different. But I couldn't help but wonder what the new normal looks like for my friends living in other corners of the world, so I gave them a call. I'm Tahara Faruzin. You're listening to What's It Like? Kanayo Wachiku is a Canadian journalist living in Nigeria. He wasn't able to make it back to Canada before state borders in Nigeria were shut. I'm in Omoahia, uh, in southeastern Nigeria, uh, the capital city of Abia State. Um, this is where I was born, so uh, this is like a home to me as well. And um, we are far from Lagos and uh, Abuja. Um, I think I'm probably about uh, a thousand kilometers away from Lagos or thereabout. He's at home with his wife and young daughter. Kanayo also has a son living in Ontario, Canada. That's where I met Kanayo when we both studied journalism at Western University. It's unclear how Nigeria is really doing when it comes to COVID-19 cases and recoveries. As Kanayo will explain, the situation is chaotic and complex. Well, I, I am doing pretty well. Um, my family is doing good. Um, um, I, well, I cannot say that for so many people. Uh, as much as I said we're doing well, um, there's also this fear in the air that uh, we don't know what tomorrow will bring. So, you know, so that, 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 that's probably where we are right now because everything is on standstill here in Nigeria right now. There's a lockdown. We've been locked down for six whole weeks right now. Um, but again, uh, I think um, it's better to be optimistic than to to be so so afraid. But you can't help but you know, uh, one can't help but uh, uh, being afraid. We are scared, uh, but at the same time, as um, as a father and a husband, you don't want to be walking around um, showing that uh, to your, your family. You know, you gotta be strong. Daddy's home. Daddy. Yeah, Kobe, how are you? Hi. What are you doing? And then I, I wonder. You're watching Disney Junior. No, and then I, I wonder. Yes, and you know Avalon, but then that's Disney Junior, right? The channel. Sophia. Mm-hmm. Where is mommy? The Canadian High Commission know, knows we're here. So if the situation are to get out of hand eventually, then. Um, We'll probably think of uh, how to move back to Canada. So that's where we are right now. But everything is on standstill. Um, uh, My wife is not going to work. My child is not going to school. Um, That's that's general uh, atmosphere of fear in the air. So, but at the same time, uh, uh, we have to live our lives too, right? When did you first start hearing about the coronavirus? So when we started hearing about the uh, coronavirus was toward the end of last year. And just like Donald Trump, our president didn't take it so seriously. And it was only after America and Europe began to close their, their air spaces that we kind of got a lot more serious about it. 
So um, that was when we began to to sort of uh, set up some ad hoc committees and uh, began to establish some makeshift isolation centers. Uh, these makeshift centers are nothing but, uh, if, you know, to my mind, you know, uh, shacks compared to what you have in the um, in the West. But what we don't understand is this. When we had the first, uh, the index case um, uh, about uh, roughly two months now, um, the guy was assaulted in Lagos, and then after a few days, they said he tested a negative and he was released. And over time, we've had people, you know, who were uh, isolated, you know, quote unquote. And then with time, you know, within within days, you know, they said they they've tested negative and they released them. So people don't know what's going on. People are going to say, "Wow, this thing is killing a lot of Westerners." How come in Nigeria it's not killing people like that? People are actually getting cured, you know, like nothing happened. You know, I, I think probably we've had about, uh, um, you know, we, we the, the casualties we've had are still in you know, in single digits or sort of you know. So we haven't had a lot of death from it, and even those who had died, we don't know what killed them. So it's not proper to just blame coronavirus without. Uh, knowing for sure that that was what killed these people so um but when people hear that somebody has died from coronavirus you know naturally they you know they get worried but i think what actually brought the message home was the passing of uh, the um the chief of staff to the president about two weeks ago um, he had been in germany meeting with uh, angela Merkel and uh, some other german officials so he came back here with uh, with coronavirus and then the government had a policy of making sure that anybody who contracted the coronavirus will go to a public hospital but this man abakari because of him they turned a blind eye when he went to a private hospital so what is going on now is that if a rich man has money you know if a, a rich man suspects that he or his family might have coronavirus then they'll go to the best private hospitals in lagos or abuja as the case may be without following the due process of going to public hospitals where the government had originally said everybody who had the virus should be treated at the beginning of the lockdown um, um, some members of the nigerian medical association embarked on um, in a, in a strike and then eventually they called it off so there has been a lot of um, a lot of um, you know put it this way people the, the people in the medical field are not very happy you know there is um, they don't have enough to work with it's like expecting to get uh, blood out of the stone so and um, you know when I think about this my heart bleeds and uh, it almost seems like uh, the government uh, doesn't really care you know you know the big men here uh, whatever they want they can get so they don't care if the ordinary people get anything or not what about medicine has there been any shortages before the lockdown uh, donald trump went on tv to tell them that uh, uh, chloroquine which uh, was used um, for a, had been, you know, it had been used for a long time to treat malaria could cure coronavirus 
So people went to um, the pharmacies, they stockpiled on hydroxychloroquine and other um, malaria medications. But as I speak to you, the pharmacies are open, you know, malaria medicines are still there, there, there are no shortages. I have to have some in the house. Um, it's just the way it is here, to be honest. In the past, you didn't have to stockpile um, medicines in your house, but right now we uh, we have to have some in the house because uh, we don't know what is going on. You might wake up tomorrow morning and then they'll, the pharmacies are shut down or there will be nothing on the shelves for you to purchase. So you have to be a little proactive here and then um, uh, protect yourself and your family by having some sort of uh, um, malaria and other essential uh, medicines like uh, paracetamol in the house. So uh, I think um, it's like purchasing some sort of insurance. That's how I put it. Tell me a little bit about how people are handling the situation. Well, I don't know what the situation is in Canada right now, other than what I see on TV. But I got to tell you something. Um, Nigeria has a big problem. Uh, the problem, uh, you know, at least in two layered. Um, I will tell you the first problem is ignorance. Okay, um, a lot of people think that um, this coronavirus thing is not real. Try to understand that. Okay, um, they think it is a gimmick. The Western nations are using try you know uh, to try to instill fear uh, in developing countries uh, and also use it to depopulate the world um, they believe um, coronavirus um, you know, came from 5g network that has been deployed in you know a few countries around the world um, they believe that um, it is not real like i said before they believe Bill Gates and his wife Melinda are the ones who are pushing pushing it, and that they're trying to shove it on the throats of Africans uh, so as to depopulate Africa. Um, but again, understand that this is coming from the ignorant, you know, point of view. And then the second problem is um, is the government. The government here is not doing what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to make sure that the people understand that this is real although they've been saying things you know but i don't think they're aggressive enough you know the country is very corrupt so the politicians see this as, as a means of you know getting donor money from agencies around the world and nations um, we got 50 million euros from from the european union and then the World Bank, the IMF approved 3.4 billion dollars uh, for Nigeria as a loan to help in fighting this scourge of uh, coronavirus. And then the Nigerian government has uh, released about two trillion naira. Um, you know, so there's money coming from all over the world, uh, including the Nigeria here, where the richest people have been making donations. But again you don't see this money um, uh, this money is sort of going back to to the you know politicians uh, they sort of see the round round tables and they share this money amongst themselves 
So this is making the people angry because people think you're locking them up. You're not giving them anything to to cushion the effects of the lockdown. People are worried, like I said. And don't forget that ordinarily a lot of people don't have jobs to go to. They don't have a lot of money to spend. So and now you're asking, you're forcing them to be you know locked up in the house without uh, any form of help or assistance. It doesn't make any sense to some of them. Yes, we understand. We watch the TV. We see what's happening in the Western world. But we know that in Canada and the U.S., uh, citizens are getting a whole lot of help. So when you want to adopt the Canadian style, when you want to adopt the American style, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But also do the things the governments of Canada and America and Britain are doing for their citizens. Do you understand? So you don't have electricity. You're being forced to stay home. You can't watch TV. You can't do anything. Um, even when you, you know, purchase your food and stuff off your fridge, there's no electricity to um, to preserve them. There are some parts of uh, this country, or even in Omaha right here, there are some parts of it that haven't had electricity for the past six years. Okay. Now, people go out. They make some sort of money, right? Now, they're, they're able to power their generate, no, power generators. And they could get two or three hours of uh, electricity in a day. But right now, they don't have the money. They can't go out. Um, how do you expect them to uh, preserve their food in the fridge? How do you expect them to watch TV, know what's happening around the world? Um, it's not the way it is. A lot of people can't, can't even afford to be on the internet, you know. So, and by not being on the internet, they are sort of blinded to what is happening around the world. So how are people doing? How are they coping? So what happens is this. People are carrying on about their normal businesses. The only thing is this. You can't leave your state. There are 36 states in Nigeria plus the federal capital territory, which is Abuja. So you can't leave your state. You must stay in your state. You're locked down in your state. So you can't think of flying to anywhere or driving um, to cities, but markets are also full, right? So technically there is no social distancing, you understand? So, um, but beneath that, there is also fear amongst the general populace. Um, they don't know what the future holds. You know, for instance, you lock them down, they are not working, you are not giving them money, you are not giving them food. So a lot of them will prefer that uh, they come out, get something to eat, and then that they can fight coronavirus if <laughs> and whenever it shows up, right? Only 1,001 already. I think a few days ago, it was 1,050. Mm-hmm. And I got to do already. Hmm? How are we going to survive this future? Even when you go to the market, the prices of goods and commodities have all gone up. You're not earning an income, you don't have any money with which to purchase some of these things, and the goods are not coming in from the states where they're supposed to come from. So basically what people have now, you have smugglers who are smuggling goods from across the different borders of the states. And they're using, you know, seeing this as an opportunity to kind of uh, rip up the people. That's fear. And then the banks, you cannot go to the bank and clear a check. 
the federal government now lifted that ban on clearing checks so people have money in their banks but accessing these funds sometimes um, is very difficult for instance if you have um, money in bank a then they won't allow you to transfer money to bank b to somebody else so it has to be um there has to be a way for you to to get that money only if you have um, the atm card and then there are, there's limit to what you can get and as a result of that you have very long queues people spend more than 10 hours trying to assess their own money so it's actually challenging and that the fear there is this too you don't know where we're headed and then the hospitals here do not have the the facilities to carry out the tests they don't have the equipment just in, in case somebody actually has um, uh, this coronavirus there's no way of knowing it and uh, so people just assume that once you have malaria symptoms which is very prevalent in this part of the world that you probably have coronavirus you said there's really no social distancing is there anyone enforcing any rules in omaha here people just disregard what the, the, the government is saying and i have a few friends in other states it's the same thing and um, i'm sure you see some of the things i post on facebook people will just carry about their normal activities and then if the police or the task force people stop you on the way you can talk your way out of it, or you can give them a bribe and they'll let you go. So, the thing is, the, the lockdown is not working. Look, the security here is zero. As a matter of fact, the Nigerian policemen have killed more people since the lockdown than coronavirus have. In my state of Abia, in the last couple of weeks, the police have killed more than four people on the streets. So we have not recorded a single death in other states uh, from coronavirus. The, the security forces are using high-handedness to try to make people comply with the lockdown. So it's not working because you know what they say about a hungry man, you know. People are angry because they're hungry. The system is, is there. The state governor is not, what he's, he's not doing what he's supposed to do. So for the police to use such uh, heavy-handedness, uh, killing people all in the name of uh, trying to uh, enforce the lockdown doesn't make any sense. As a matter of fact, the commissioner for police in Idaho State was replaced last week by the Inspector General of Nigerian Police because of the way he handled um, the situation that uh, culminated in the killing of a uh, 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 citizen uh, here last week. The government is not sincere. They're not genuine because some of the information they dish out are not very convincing, you know. So, and there are no ways of us corroborating what they're telling us. So, people are not happy with them. The whole thing they're doing is sort of shrouded in secrecy, and people are beginning to think that there is a sinister motive behind this whole lockdown thing, you know. So, because of that, not very many people are. are kind of complying with the lockdown because people say they gotta go out and eat out a living instead of staying home and then die as a result of starvation yes people are you know basically starving um you can also have that money you know in the case of those who have it then there is nothing you can buy everything is so high these restaurants are shut down the 
the um, the bars are shut down, which which is a good thing. But people still have um, means of socializing. They are not keeping the social distance. Um, up until recently, the churches were carrying on as normal, like nothing was happening. But then we went on social media and we raised an alarm and said, look, there should be no sacred cows when it comes to implementing the social distancing. So sort of we forced the government to, to extend um, these bans to um, churches. But up in northern Nigeria, you see videos coming up from there. People are not observing any social distancing. I'm just going to shift the topic a little bit. Um, there have been reports of racism. Two French scientists had suggested that African countries be the testing ground for the vaccine. There are also reports of black people being barred from certain areas in China. What are your thoughts on all this? I abhor any form of racism from... Um, any place around the world. I believe in equal opportunities. I believe in the human race. Um, but um, it is so sad that in 21st century, this 21st century, that we still have people who think they are superior to others. The videos coming out of China um, and the, the eyewitnesses uh, accounts coming out of there as well are very troubling and the funny thing is you have millions and millions of Chinese living in Africa on the continent of Africa there's at least 10 million of them here and we just see them you know like ourselves we see them as human beings and some of them don't even have um, the proper documentations to stay here but we don't care about that we let them stay in peace so it's troubling for them to um, go with hunting black people, dragging them out of um, their residences, you know, that they paid for uh, in the middle of the night, uh, beating them, uh, uh, leaving them out in the cold. I think this is something that uh, you will see, you know, uh, about a hundred, you know, hundred years ago. Not, not right now. So, but when we see that. It also goes to show the world that we still have a long way to go, you know, in making sure that uh, um, people are not just being seen uh, from the colors of their skin. You know, people should be judged by the contents of their character, but it's just troubling. Um, it's not the sort of thing you expect to see in a civilized world but let's talk about uh, the who uh, vaccine um, debacle I, I don't think the who actually said they wanted to start testing um, the a future vaccine on africans i think there's some sort of miscommunication here uh, people were saying you know melinda gates uh, granted an interview that you know they want to uh, use Africans as a guinea pig. I, I think there's some sort of uh, miscommunication there. I don't believe that because you, if you go back and look at the kind of uh, works Melinda and her husband Bill have done in Africa trying to uh, um, curb malaria, um, they, that's not in their character. Um, they have worked very hard um, to make sure that millions of African children don't die from malaria. 
and, and HIV AIDS. So I will not believe that um, they have a hand in trying to use Africans as, uh, as guinea pigs. Um, but I'm also glad that uh, the WHO DG uh, came out to say that that's not in the works. So, uh, but you know, Africans, uh, there is a lot of ignorance here. Um, but I think with the proper communication, uh, they will get the true message. Um, actually, what actually aggravated them the most was uh, the two French scientists that uh, suggested that uh, um, future vaccines uh, should be tested on Africans. But they have come out to apologize, and uh, you know, and uh, I believe we should move on from there. But we need to fight racism in whatever way we can. Don't forget that Africa and Nigeria uh, were colonized by European powers, and uh, some of the mistakes uh, we, we are still making in Africa. A lot of Africans blame them on Western powers, but um, to be quite candid, um, I, I don't see I don't see things from the same spectacle as they they do because. Uh, I believe that um, in whatever situation, there's always the pros and the cons. So, a lot of these people here who think that uh, the West are trying to depopulate Africa or that the 5G network is uh, another quote unquote devilish act uh, or plague that's being visited on Africans. So I don't believe that. But also don't forget that you have a lot of people who are not educated on this continent. You have a lot of people who are very ignorant. So they do not carry out researches on, on, on their own. In fact, since the coronavirus uh, uh, epidemic uh, this thing, um, there have been tons and tons of fake news that are being dished out to Africans and a lot of them do not uh, take them with a, a pinch of salt. They just swallow everything they've been told hook, line and sinker, you know. So the biggest problem we have here is not just fear. It is illiteracy. People need to be educated. Um, that way they can begin to ask questions when they hear some things. But unfortunately, um, that is not the case. And also, don't forget that some of these lies are emanating from certain uh, government quarters because this is how the government keeps itself afloat by lying to the public. That way, instead of the public to be asking um, for accountability, you know, from them, they are busy discussing the Western powers, the Chinese powers that want to destroy them. Yes, I got to tell you something. We fought for our independence from, 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 from Europeans. But what is happening here, it almost seems that um, China wants to continue from where the Europeans uh, stopped. But a lot of people are of the opinion that they're better off with uh, European powers than they are with Chinese powers. That's what's going on right here on the ground. What do you mean by that? You have the Chinese come here, they abuse our people, they have total disregard for, for human rights, they have uh, total disregard for the rule of law, 
they think they can do whatever they like and get away with it. That wasn't the case during the colonial days. I wasn't here, but I've also read a lot of books. I knew that the justice system we, we have right now came from, came from the colonialists. So there are a lot of things uh, the, China, the Chinese do. Their modus operandi are very, very questionable. Um, in any place the Chinese person is in charge, um, all they do is abuse our people in one form or the other. So there's so much mistrust about the Chinese on the ground. A lot of um, African countries, uh, China has loaned them billions and billions of dollars. So because of that, um, these African countries, including Nigeria, believe that uh, they don't want to upset the Chinese by asking the hard questions. Um, last year, there was a restaurant in, in Nairobi, Kenya. Uh, two Kenyans came to work a few minutes late in that, you know, in that restaurant. They were openly flogged and videoed. Okay, and this was put on social media. And it turned around, you know, it, during the course of investigation, you know, it was discovered that these Chinese people didn't even have the proper papers to stay in Kenya. <laughs> you understand? But nobody knows if they were actually deported back to China or if the case was swept under the carpet. It's, it's all over Africa. Even in Nigeria, we see them. Uh, last year, the, there's a famous um, Chinese restaurant in Lagos here in Nigeria. Um, they wouldn't let Nigerians come in there to, to eat, but they had Nigerians serving in these restaurants. So it took some of us uh, going there, uh, videoing what's going on, uh, raising you know a lot of uh, uh, you know um, alarm on social media before they were able to before the government forced them to revert that that uh, that situation. So we treat them well. I mean, people don't understand that uh, Nigeria is not a mono. Um, ethnic or monoracial country there is um, there are people from all over the world who have called Nigeria home over the years Caucasians Asians some of them were born here they've never been to any other place except in Nigeria Lebanese you know name it but people don't understand that but this is the situation here and we respect everybody we are very hospitable. Nigeria is a place where instead of your visitor to go hungry, you prefer to go hungry than watch your visitor to go hungry. So in in a normal setting, you will think that uh, other people will treat you the same way you treat them when they come to your house. How do you think your country is going to fare when it's all said and done? No, we're going to come out of this uh, strong. Um, but I'm worried about the ordinary people on the streets. I am concerned about their mental well-being. I am worried that um, <clears throat> a lot of children who starve to death. I worry that a lot of parents uh, will probably begin to suffer from high blood pressure because um, they won't find it funny watching their children, children die in hunger. Um, I just worry about the whole situation. I think there'll be a lot of changes um, in air traveling. I think there'll be a lot of changes in the way people see China. Um, I see there'll be a lot of changes in the way we socialize. 
I, I, I think there's going to be a lot of changes, but um, I can't figure all of them out, you know, to be honest. But I sincerely believe um, some changes will happen. That's Kanaya Wachiku in Nigeria. What's It Like is written and produced in Calgary, Alberta, Canada by me, Tahara Faruzin. The music you're hearing is Massive Attack by Poddington Bear at soundofpicture.com. Thanks for listening. Stay well.